Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now when you sign up using promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet on the NBA playoffs. Do that with a pregame money line bet. And when you win, you do get $150 in bonus bets instantly. Thanks to code DNVR. And thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. I am Patrick Lyons. I'm Susie Hunter. Hey, we got to mention it was Dinger Day. It was Dinger's birthday party today. That's what we're leading with? Is it? Dinger rather than an actual <laughs> Rockies win. We don't know how many more of these we're going to see this year. Sure, Dinger only gets his day once a year. No, this was a great win. It so was. needed. So much fun. We had a good time. Yeah, no, the Rockies had a seven-game losing streak at home, right? They had gotten swept by the Pirates just recently. They lost those two games in heartbreaking fashion a little bit to the Cardinals. Lost the first two games against the Diamondbacks. We'll kind of recap those here in just a second. But they got a, got a big game from two folks, but mm-hmm. you can't have one without the other. Uh, or rather, you can't have, have one that goes unnoticed. That's why DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game is going to be Austin Gomber. Six innings pitched, three hits, one run, did walk two, but he struck out four in his second consecutive incredibly strong performance, which is notable because I did mention last week on the show that this had happened to him four other times where he had a bad start and he rebounded with something great. Three of the next four of those starts hmm. were not good. So he kind of came back down to earth. That was not the case on Sunday. He held the Rockies up and gave them a chance to win, which they did in a big way, 12-4. Yeah, and of course, a uh, big part of that win was the run support from his teammates. But listen, Austin Gomber, it's great to see him cooking again. ERA's back in the single digits. That's always nice. <laughs> always nice. But yeah, he he was spectacular. He's the Austin Gomber that we like to see. Yeah, it, it was fantastic. And you could definitely tell it's amazing. It felt like a week ago removed, but it was really just like the last getaway day mm-hmm. that we had yeah. at Coors Field. Uh, Pittsburgh, I know you were there with him in Cleveland, but you could see the difference. In fact, this is the last time that we had an in-studio show together was that Pittsburgh start. And it was, man, and Austin was Gomber. Heavy was heavy, you know, talking about the the frustration and the the anxiety and the challenge that it is to be traded for a once-in-a-generation future Hall of Famer in Nolan Arenado and the stress that that kind of placed upon him. And since then, it's been a lot better. And, and here's what he had to say actually after the game in regards to getting that off his chest and the difference that this start, these last two, have made since the start against the Pirates. Austin, coming off that great start in Cleveland, um, how good is it to be able to continue on that momentum, with that momentum, back home at Coors Field? Uh, yeah, I mean, just trying to build one start on the other, you know. Um, just try to not look at anything overall. Just now the focus is the Mets, <clears throat> and then go from there, right? Um, I think that's kind of how you can get yourself on a roll, is just kind of taking it day by day and not worry about, like, big picture things. So Cleveland was great. Um, kind of got on after that, after the next day, and then, You know, I thought I threw the ball well today, so we'll get in tomorrow or Tuesday after the off day and and work for New York. Did you have any, you know, your former teammates or guys in the clubhouse here that spoke with you after that about, you know, kind of getting that off your chest and giving you that support when, you know, the mental side of this game can be hard? Yeah, uh, multiple people throughout the organization, Bordo, Moustakis, Suter, and, I mean, I could go on. I was probably 10 plus people that I talked to. I think everybody was very supportive. Everybody reached out, um, you know, so I obviously appreciate it. Appreciate having, you know, people in here that care, um, you know, so I feel like, uh, you know, 
was, it's been great, and you know, we'll just continue to reach out when I need help and uh, you know, try to build on that. Everyone had a base hit except Ryan McMahon in today's victory. Just, just a great day. I hadn't realized, um, you know, how futile the offense had really been. This uh, performance, tacos, first time we've had tacos in a while. Yes, since April 10th, I think. Oof. So it's been 20 days without tacos. That's a lot. It's a lot many. of hungry bellies in Denver. So hungry. For sure. By the way, there's some jerks out there that want to spell tacos with a hyphen. I don't, you know what? Let's just leave it at I'm that. I'm sorry, what deranged person did that? Deranged. Yeah, That's you know deranged what? behavior right there. We'll talk off air. We'll, we'll figure okay. it out. But everyone chipping in with something big. But yeah, this was the, the first time, and I want to say like 51 consecutive games that they hadn't scored eight runs. They'd scored less than eight runs, 51 consecutive games. Oh my gosh. Dating back to last season, the previous record was 37. So that gives you an idea of how much they've been lacking, oh, taking wow. advantage of certain opportunities, and really just getting the bare minimum taco. Then they weren't getting eight. They yeah. were getting exactly tacos. Wow. <laughs> that is, that's a startling number right there. 51 games, you said? 51 consecutive, 51 yeah. consecutive games. That's pretty wild. That is, that's not a good sign. No, not a good sign. It was a good sign for Charlie Blackman. Uh, scored to the 893rd run of his career, breaking a tie with Larry Walker. Second most time. Most times, crossing home plate. So, in the history of baseball, Charlie Blackman has touched home plate for the Rockies more than anyone. And probably second most in Coors Field, too. Mm -hmm. So that's the thing. When you think about a footprint on the home plate at Coors Field, which is something I think about all the time, I'm thinking Todd Helton, and then I'm thinking about Charlie Blackman's yes. cleat next. Uh, Hal Castro, he had a season-high three hits. First multi-hit game of the season. I think he had a couple RBI uh, singles there. Mm -hmm. uh, during this game, Randall Gritchick recorded his 200th and 201st double during today's game. Four for eight in two games since being reinstated on the injured list. So the Rockies, maybe they do need six outfielders <laughs> in an outfield that you can only have three and then have one DH. Too many outfielders. Apparently, it's just enough. Maybe. Apparently, it's just right. Yeah, actually, you know what? They're one and one with too many outfielders. So two days in March, maybe we pivot to too many outfielders if this season continues to go go poorly. Why not try it, you know? What do we have to lose? No, absolutely not. Uh, CJ Crone was uh, the runner-up for our DraftKings Sportsbook King of the Game. It was a really tough broke choice. Out. It was a tough choice. It was. Yeah, he, no, he had not been playing well since he had those three home runs and I want to say seven RBI in the first three games this season. Remember, was the first National League Player of the Week award winner. He struggled in an incredibly major way. 169 batting average, 188 on-base percentage, 269 slugging percentage. According to, uh, according to fan graphs of qualified players, worst player in baseball since April 2nd has been C.J. Crone. Wow. Okay, to go from the first NL player right? of the week to the worst. And when you do wins above replacement, it's like you're being compared to other first basemen. Yeah. So that's not necessarily fair. But at the same time, that's how bad he was struggling. And he immediately mm -hmm. responded, had the home run, had four RBI, three hits in general. So, uh, But in case you were curious, that negative 0.9 F war, actually worse than the negative 0.8 from Jose Urania. CJ Crone still in Denver. Jose Urania, not so much. Oh. There's been a lot of transactions, I think, there since the last show. On, on Friday, you talked about a couple of them mm -hmm. that had just broke. But for anyone that you know missed that or needs to get caught up, Ty Block, designated for assignment, 
Maybe we'll see him again. I think this happened last year where they designated for assignment. Yeah. He went to AAA, stuck around, re-signed a minor league deal in the offseason. Not sure this will be the last that we see of Ty Block, but he got DFA to make room uh, for Marquez. Jose Arena also designated for assignment. Uh, I guess he's not picking up his phone. I don't know if the Rockies... <laughs> if you designate a guy for assignment, does his number get blocked? You're not allowed to contact him? I'm wondering if they would like a do-over on that. What do you think? No, I don't think so. No? I, I, I just feel like it was a, a long time coming. The Rockies on Saturday, you know, were asked about Marquez. Had just come back. And he goes on the IL immediately with the elbow inflammation business. And so now they're down to four guys in their starting rotation. Tomorrow, Monday, is an off day. We do have a very special show at 1 p.m. with Adam, Kate, and Holland. That's going to be fantastic. <gasps> oh, my gosh. So they've got an off day, so they don't really technically need a starter until, like, maybe Saturday in New York. Well, that was until. And that was until. Until. Noah Davis gets the old elbow inflammation bug, mm -hmm. which is not a thing until now. And uh, Connor Siebold uh, gets called up. Nick Mears uh, takes a spot in the bullpen. But still, now you're now you have a three-man rotation, a three-man rotation. So we have too many outfielders <laughs> yes. and not enough pitchers. Wait a minute, Susie, are you thinking what I'm thinking? You know what? Why not just have our outfielders pitch? I mean, Randall Grichik was pretty solid last year. And you know what? He had so much fun. Maybe, yeah. He can, does love to pitch. Can Jerickson Profar catch in order to allow Brian Servant to pitch? <laughs> Man, there was there was just so much meat left on the bone today, I feel like. Were you there when Buddy told us that CJ Crone is the emergency backup <laughs> yeah. catcher? Yes, and he and held like, on he held on to that too long to <laughs> say that he was joking. He was like, Yeah, it's probably Castro. <laughs> I don't know if he said it was Castro or Trejo. One of those two guys. I think he said, but I think he mentioned both names. Yeah. But I like loved hearing uh, Jenny Kavner being like, his poor knees. <laughs> his poor knees. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah, no, it was, it was good to see him kind of bust <laughs> yeah. out a little bit. Uh, emergency catcher, emergency fourth and fifth man in the rotation is where we're going to be at. Yeah, yeah this is, we're in an emergency right now. We're, we're, in, we're in one of those spots. Nick Mears did get called up, got to make his Rockies debut. Mm -hmm. Full name? Nikolaus Tanner Mears. Nikolaus. It's so Nico. Nico, N I C O, L A U S, and then Tanner with an E like Tanner Bybee. Huh. How about that? Interesting. Goes by Nick. I need to view this. Yeah, goes wow, by Nick. you're right. Had you're a 771 right. ERA when it comes to names. Come on. I'm mm -hmm. the name guy. I know you're the name guy. I'm the name. I've got name guy. I need to visualize this <laughs> myself. <laughs> yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. Uh, yeah, 7.71 ERA down in AAA in 10 games. 17 strikeouts. You like that? Nine and a third innings pitched with the ice topes. You don't like the 10 walks. And Bud Black does not like walks. So Eats walks. He's going to have to clean that up. He gave up a run today. But it was nice seeing him get his Coors Field debut. And it was nice for Ezekiel Tovar. Busting out of yes. you know some struggles early on in the season. He's a young guy. Rocky stood by him, and rightfully so. Rightfully so. In his last seven games, eight for 25 with three extra base hits. Hit the first triple of the season for the Rockies. First one in, I want to say, 31 games. Second longest triples drought in franchise history. We are also still, still in the midst of the longest Grand Slam drought. They did not hit one last year, right? Oh, so I think wow. we're still in the, the longest drought because that's a whole season right there. My bold that's prediction rough. was opening weekend against the Nationals, that pitching staff you, at I mean, home. You would have hoped so. But we're still waiting on that first salami. 
No, this that's is, rough. This is a it's a tough scene. Yeah, Tovar four RBI in the last seven games, so he's coming around and made the great play exclamation point mm -hmm. on the Big 12-4 win on Sunday with the great play ranging to his left. I actually thought, I asked Bud this, I thought the umpire crew and, and, and Tori in the, in the D-backs dugout were kind of debating if Tovar had crossed behind second base before the pitch, mm. meaning, well, that's kind of a shift. But no, they actually just thought there was a close play at first base. Oh, interesting. I didn't necessarily think it was that close. I thought it was more, because he was so far over you know, behind second base or on the, the right side of the bag that I mm -hmm. thought, oh, maybe there was a shift situation, but it was not. Rockies get the win. Dinger gets to wave the flag on his B-Day. It's his birthday party today. Oh, his that's true. His actual birthday. April 14th? Is the 16th, I think. 16th, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Well, we're going to be... this was the party. You don't always have your party on your actual birthday. That's true. You know? You, you wait for a Sunday. Sometimes you wait for a day when, you know, you know people are going to be able to show up. Does Dinger have tickets to the Avs tonight? That's what I'm kind of curious about. I'm thinking Dinger should extend his celebration to come down here at the DNVR bar, mm -hmm. the watch party for Game 7. Dinger's always welcome, especially welcome. on watch parties. Yeah. Yes, no, no birthday punches this year. We're going away with those. Patrick! We're not. Someone said that on the DNVR Rockies account on Twitter. No! I don't know who it was, but I thought that was... An interesting I'm upset. joke, uh, whoever that person was. Um, but if, I'm upset. But if you look, if, hey, don't be too upset because you're going to get 15% off if you're a diehard. Uh, food and drink here at the bar, 20% off all the gear at dnvrlocker.com and 20% off all of the tailgates and takeovers, which we had, was lit last night. We had such a good takeover. I was on the bus. I was in the midst of the takeover. There were a bunch of familiar faces and people I know, some diehards, but also a lot of people that like weren't totally familiar with That's the product. Cool. So it was really cool to be like, hey, we don't just do party buses. We, we have a whole podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we actually have unmatched Rockies coverage. Yeah, I actually really liked that there were a lot of like new people yeah. where it's like, again, the diehards go out, they get the tickets, they support, they already know how good it is. Mm -hmm. But it was like, oh, people that almost don't know our product kind of jumped on board and was like, this is just a great concept in and of itself. Yeah. Oh, now they have a podcast. Oh, they have an awesome, great co-host with another great co-host. Oh my gosh, I yeah. Didn't get, I didn't really get to say hi to that as many people how, as you did. How blessed, how blessed they were. I was gonna say a lot of people too, <laughs> like especially like the new faces, came to the mm -hmm. bar and hung out after the bus. It was so much fun. That's cool. We made friends. Yeah. We made lifelong friends. Yeah, it was it was nice seeing Noah Davis make his course field debut. We'll, we'll get to the results here in just a second. But those are all the benefits, including access to the Die Hards Only Discord. Just so many great things uh, when you sign up to the DNVR.com. Make sure you go over to the Game Time Tickets. Uh, it's a fantastic app that I've been using for, it is now officially a decade that I've been using this app and been saving money on events. The cool thing is, even some of these postseason games early on for the Nuggets and Avs, maybe not the Nuggets so much, maybe the Avs because people, maybe they might be down a little bit if they can get the win tonight against what Bud Black calls the Seattle Kraken. Yes. I don't know why does. he calls he them that, but he does. He on calling them the Kraken. He calls He's them the Kraken. He's so funny. He calls him the Kraken. We are so blessed to have such a funny manager. Sometimes it feels like he's on Crake. You know what I mean? Because he's just so wacky. Uh, what did I say? What did I say? No, but you can go. So here's what you do. You come to the bar. Uh, or even if you want to go to someplace a little bit closer to Ball Arena. You go, hang out, do a little pregame. And then start looking two hours out from tip-off mm -hmm. or puck drop, whatever it is. You can do this for baseball games, for concerts. And then up to about an hour before, 
the event starts, you've got a window right there where people that can't get to the game, ticket brokers that are trying to make some money, the prices start to go down. You save up to 60% off of face value thanks to game time. It's a good setup. Yeah. It's a good setup. It's a good deal. And now when you use promo code DNVR, you actually get $20 off your first purchase. So if it's a Rockies game. we got a promo code, ladies and gentlemen. If it's a Rockies game, you can almost buy a whole section yourself. And you know what? If you want to do your own little takeover on that's the side. That's like five rock pile make, tickets though, I mean, you know? kind of, yeah. <laughs> well, it, that's if you buy it from the Rockies. If you go to game time, oh, it could be, you're yes. getting a whole section. You could actually buy out the whole rock pile. Not a ton of people stoked to see the Brewers on Tuesday night at Coors Field. I mean, we are. We are. But, you know what? My folks, friend Steph is. She's a big Brewers fan. Steph is. She is? Yeah. Okay. Like, you know, because she likes a lot of teams. She's a baseball fan more than anything. Rockies are obviously her number one, but okay. she's low-key a Willie Adamas girly. Oh, and now so, what about Brent Suter? I mean, if you want to go Brewers, Rockies, all-time greats, he's up there. All-time greats. Along with Dante Bichette, yes. Jeremy Burnitz. <laughs> the list goes on and on with great Brewers, Rockies. Yeah. It's, it's, the, uh, it's the Breck Brew series. It's not, but you know what? We should call it that, <laughs> right? Well, the, the, Coors oh, Field, we have a Miller Park, and they're the Brewers. But I don't like referring to the, the stadium's name because I want to. I'm very loyal to Breck Brew, so I'm calling it the Breck Brew Series, the Breck Brew Bowl. Book it, book it. Is this an ad? No, it's not. Oh, this okay. is a freebie. <laughs> I never know. This I is never a know when it's an ad or not. <laughs> that's why. So that's that's why you got to be on your toes. Why you got to watch every minute on the DNVR Sports Channel on YouTube. Listen to every second on the podcast. Every second. Because the segues, you don't know if we're going to be talking about the loss on Saturday night or if I'm going to be telling you, you can actually watch the Nuggets and Avs over on Fubo TV because that's another really great spot where you can use code DNVR, get 15% off that deal there that they got going on, seven-day free trial that they've got. No cable, no hassle, hundreds of hours of streaming things online. Party Down, mm -hmm. Dana Carvey Show. What else did I just start watching? It was something else. I forget what it was, but there was something else that they had that I said, oh, let me go back and watch. Oh, I was watching a South Park episode. Because I dip in and out where I'm like, I'll go like two, three years without watching an episode. And they're like, oh, let me check back but in on the game. that show never gets old. They no. are just consistently crushing it for yes. like, oh, I feel like that show's been on for like 30 years at this point. And as I get older, you go... Cartman's funny and all, but Randy Marsh, the dad, he you gets crazy. Shifted. Now I you're shifted. more of a you're more of a Randy Marsh guy. I have to see what my wife is because when she was younger, she was a big big Bebe. She oh. her her and her best friend actually still refer to each other as Bebe because of South Park. So like, oh hey Bebe, how's how's Bebe doing? Colorado culture, it's, ladies it, and gentlemen. It kind of is. Uh, again, make sure. You watch Nuggets on Avs, on Altitude Sports with Fubo TV. Use the link in our description to sign up for 15% off. The loss on Saturday, 11-4, seven-game losing streak at home. I mean, that's pretty much all I have to say about that. That And it's unusual. It's bad. It's unusual, too, because and I think Austin Gomer talked about this a bit, but, like, you know, he was like, oh, I was under the impression we win a lot of games at home, so, like, this is weird. Right? Yeah, no, they, uh, they were 80-20 and 20 as of Saturday night. First time losing 20 games in April. They've still lost 20 games in April. Uh, only the fourth time ever that they had lost seven straight games at home. Wow. The run differential. The run differential. What's the run Over these seven games, negative 45. An all-time worst for the first 12 home games to start a year. And they lost 14 of their last 17 games <gasps> in general. So, not yeah, that's great. Not, that's not fun. That's not great. Definitely not. 
Friday night was a 9-1 loss, and it was cool seeing Kyle Freeland there and then some random guy with a Phoenix Suns jersey on. I'm like, who is this guy? Get him off. And it, lo and behold, it became his teammate from Team USA, Merrill Kelly. <laughs> I, I don't recognize you know, guys from other teams <laughs> quite as easily as I do the Rockies. Yeah. Um, but I think you got a chance to, to catch up with Freeland a little bit about, you know, pitching against his buddy, Merrill yeah, Kelly. Because they're friends. They, they were, of course, teammates on Team USA, too. Uh, and, um, yeah, so he was like, yeah, he faced his friend, and they were both, you know, pretty much cooking for a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, but also, you know, the D-backs are a team that he sees a lot. A He's lot. been in the game. He is a veteran at this point. So he has faced this lineup or a lot of these guys in this lineup so many times. But he talked about that unique position that puts you in. Let's hear it. It was a, it was a good pitching matchup between Merrill, me and Merrill. Um, obviously know him from Team USA. Um, it was a lot of fun battling against him. And you know, we had a pitcher's duel there through uh, through six innings uh, with with one another. So it was fun, you know, going out there competing against a guy of his caliber and, and also a friend. I think that's that's part of you know being a veteran in the game is uh, understanding who you're going to be facing and knowing that they've seen you a good amount too, and you know, seeing who who's done their homework the best, uh, who who remembers certain at bats, um, you know, stuff like that. Obviously. I faced a lot of those guys, just, you know, especially you know Marte, Ahmed, Longoria. Even though he's you know bounced between Giants and, and here, um, or uh, Arizona, sorry, uh, faced those guys a lot. So I understand what they're looking for. Uh, they understand what I'm throwing, how I like to attack. So it's you know it comes down to who's going to do their homework the best and uh, and able to keep them off balance and keep them off the bases. So the Rockies have some room on the 40-man roster. We'll kind of wait and see what happens with some of these guys, if they're going to call anybody up. In fact, I mean, could they could they call up Zach Fien? I think we need to check in on the venometer. We haven't oh, done it since spring training. What is the venometer at right now? The venometer at right now, correct me if I'm wrong, Alyssa, are we at 30%? He's dipped a little bit. He's not quite as happy yeah. as he was in the past when... <laughs> You know, it was looking a little bit more positive for him. He was playing really well in spring training. He has not been playing quite as well so far to start the year. It's cold in Hartford. It's hard for anyone yeah. to have a big start. In fact, there's not too many guys. Vladimir Estatuyo, actually, is kind of playing well. But uh, batting 160, 276 on base percentage, 270 slugging, does have six stolen bases. So he's getting the legs warmed up quickly. We love our we love our speedy leg boy. No, uh, no caught stealing, which is good. Who could catch him? Does have a homer. 13 strikeouts and 50 ABs. Mm. Not too concerning, but, you know, he, he still has to prove it. He still has to prove it. I think once we start seeing him get hot over a prolonged period of time, I think he'll start getting warm, kind of like where Tovar's at right now. Then he'll get really hot, and after about a week of that, I'm up. Boom. Triple A. I think we'll see him. Do You, you don't think that uh, there's a possibility that he could get called up at some point straight from double A? It's not outside the realm of possibilities. Mm -hmm. but it's I, legal. It is legal. It's legal. It is legal. <laughs> We've have consulted with Bacchus and Shanker, so we do know <laughs> you are allowed to be promoted from AA. I think you're more, uh, more likely to see pitchers have that happen, which mm -hmm. we'll talk about that in a second. What are some of the pitching options? Do the Rockies go down to Hartford and say, 
we need a body here. Uh, somebody who's either on the 40-man or someone that they need to add. There's potential for that. But uh, I think they're going to want him to stop over in Albuquerque, learn a few more things for some of those veteran guys, because there's still young guys in AA that are nasty. What about you know some guys that are in their early to mid-30s holding on, trying to get put on a 40-man you know, to have a to have a second, you know, second chance, second opportunity. Yeah. Um, hmm. So he's going to need to have that probably in Al- Albuquerque. So he's at 30 right now, but we'll keep you posted when it goes up because now the Venometer needs to hit 100 for his debut. Yes. And I, I, I am not backing down from my original prediction. I think I was somewhere around August 16th. Are you? Do you feel like you need to tweak yours yet, or is it still early enough that? You're going to stick where you're at. Because I think you might have been like July 16th. I said July 16th, Yankees. the uh, first uh, game after the All-Star break. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that was that's that's my uh, that's my prediction. I'm thinking about maybe I should change that, but oh, I'm not okay. changing it yet. Not yet. It's, okay. It's way too early to to know. But, like, you know, considering. We're about a, considering we're about a week or two away from maybe making an adjustment. That's fair. Yeah. That's That's fair for sure. So some of the guys that we could see maybe come up, I don't know that they need their own meters, their their own ometers, <laughs> but uh, Coco Montez, you know, batting 318 entering today, the four homers, King the King, 20 RBI. Now he's striking out just about as much as Michael Tolia, but when he's putting the ball in play, it's it's finding grass, and uh, his on base percentage is at 400. They, you know, they really don't have many backup infielders. It's Mike Mustakis right now. You can put Harold Castro at second base, which we saw today, and then Trejo goes over to shortstop. So you can get by with that. I don't know if you like Castro's defense that much in the infield, but he has some potential. And Aaron Schunk, too, who's kind of right behind Coco Montez, 295 batting average, five homers and 13 RBI going into today. So you got two middle infield guys, not shortstop so much, more like second base, third base, Mm -hmm. but those are two options that you have if you're looking to add some guys to the 40-man roster on the offensive side. Yeah, you no, know, we've got some options. None of them really stand out to me as like, <laughs> oh, that's going to be the yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. No and, one stands out like that right now. And Nolan Jones is, you know, played center field, I think, for the other night for the first time. So I, it seems as if they do not see him as a third baseman really anymore. Mm-hmm. Montero's over playing first base now, so he's not even a third base option. So it's going to be one of those two guys as the next, like, middle infielder, so to speak, getting called up. As far as the pitchers go, Antonio Sinzatella had a rehab start today. I know you were all over that mm-hmm. one. Not great, but it's a rehab start. Yeah. And it's it's a triple-A game in the PCL. Yeah. Let's face it. Was that, that game was in Albuquerque too, right? Or were they still on the road? Uh, no, they no, were, they they were, were on still the on the road. It was they were on the road. That's right. It, was, it took me a second. I'm like, ah, it no, was still they were round on the rock because it yeah. was one of those in my brain. I read it first and I go, well, that's not right. Clearly, he's not going to pitch against Round Rock twice, but six game series. If you pitch the first, you're going to pitch the last. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so he had uh, three innings pitch, 76 pitches. Uh, that was the good, right? So he's stretching him out, eight hits. Nine runs, six earned. So you had some errors there. Defense. I don't, yeah, I don't love. I don't love those. Uh, those six earned runs. Only one walk. So he's throwing strikes. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna need him sooner than later. Again, that's worrisome. Did Did you rush back Marquez, and now his elbow's a little balky? Are you rushing back Sensatella, and now maybe he starts to have elbow issues or other things, right? Because if you're making up for you know, a, a chink in the armor, so to speak, then something else is going to have that much more weight on it. Yeah. Or it's going to get that much more pressure. So you got to be cautious of that. So Senzatella will be coming back very soon. That gives you now four guys in the rotation. Still not enough. Still not enough. Still not enough guys. Still not enough. We've done the math. That is, that is one guy short. Peter Lambert, still on the 40, man. 
You can bring him back up. Mm -hmm. uh, he's been all right so far in AAA, 473 ERA, five games started. Again, only 13.1 innings pitched. So he's kind of been like a long reliever, mm -hmm. so to speak, a, a glorified one that gets to start the game. Um, here's a weird one, and I think the answer is no, but let's have some fun. Okay. Could Jake Bird be stretched out into a starter? He's not going to be going like eight <laughs> innings by the end of season, but could you get like somewhat consistently five innings out of him? No. Okay. Hey. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to find out. I don't want. I feel like he just got into a good rhythm. <laughs> he did. He um, has in his current role. Um. So why are we gonna mess with him again? No. Hey, you I. Know? I agree. But you got to ask the question, right? You like, got to ask the question. Like Chris Bryant. I'm gonna Bryan. answer the question. I'm gonna say no. That's fine. I'm gonna I, say I, don't do it. I think the answer is also no. Yeah. Uh, how do you ask the question about Chris Bryant with all these outfielders? He kind of can play some infield. He could. He has. I knew I would have been shut down about him playing third base, so I didn't ask that. But I said first base in a pinch. We were told in a pinch, and the Rockies already were considering it the other day, apparently, uh, about him going over to play a little bit of first base. So there's that option as well. Um, I love how pretty much any Rocky at any position can play any other position in a pinch. CJ Crone, emergency catcher. In a pinch. In a pinch. <laughs> Yes, that's it. <laughs> Hal Castro, he can also pitch in a, in a pinch. pinch. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> can Bud Black, we see him throwing batting practice. Could he pitch in a pinch? In a pinch. In a pinch. In a pinch. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely fair <laughs> on that. Uh, what about Carl Kaufman? Now, he's not on the 40-man roster. He does have an 8.26 ERA in six starts, but a 5.79 ERA away from the lab in Albuquerque. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nick Mears did just get called up with a 7.71 ERA, and no one's batting an eye at that. I think the organization is a little bit, you know, wary of getting dunked on or like, oh, you're calling up this guy and look at his numbers. You think the Rockies care about getting dunked on in the media? Maybe. They don't want to get posterized, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> By the way, if you, have, if you have graphic design skills and you just want to draw, I don't know what, the, the swinging friar dunking on Coors Field, <laughs> yeah, that would kind of make sense. So, look, if you need a guy, Carl Coffin is probably that next starter. Um, yeah, I feel you like, you know up. what, like, everyone just says such great things about Carl Coffin, Carl yeah. Coffin too. Yeah. He was so great at double-A yeah. last season. He might not be a world-beater, per se, but again, he's a guy that can give you innings. You might have something like when Carl, when Ryan Feltner got called up at the end of 2021, people were like, eh, well, just got called up from double-A. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. He's got some some room to grow. Struggled a bit at times last year. Didn't really have any, any big breakout moments. Had a couple good games. And now we're finally seeing that. So Carl Kaufman, maybe uh, he kind of follows suit. He's not a starter, but he is on the 40-man roster. Riley Pint, 4-2-2 ERA, 15 strikeouts, 8 walks, which you don't like to see in 10.23rds innings mm -hmm. pitched. Will be the good feel-good story this year for the Rockies. He'll be there winning Bernard. If it doesn't happen soon, which I understand, why not? Actually, I could have seen maybe Pint get called up mm -hmm. instead of Mears, but... Uh, we're going to see Riley Pine. If he doesn't get hurt, I think we'll end up seeing him. That would be point. nice. I would love a good cool. conclusion to the Riley Pine story. We do have some great comments in here, by the way. Jeff, yeah. or, uh, Jeff, Jeff chimed in. Uh, you'll have to tell him if he's remembering correctly. Jeff says, if I remember correctly, Jose Canseco went straight from double A Huntsville, Alabama to Oakland. He could have. That, that was a different time in which it was a different time. Uh, shoot. I don't think a Rod even spent any time in the minors. 
No, I think, <laughs> I think he did. But guys, yeah, they just made crazy jumps. Uh, Bryce Harper probably could have gone straight. I mean, he was added to the 40-man roster. That was part of you know his deal. So he was basically a big leaguer before he even played a game in the minor league. So uh, it can happen, but it's it's kind of rare. Also, I don't know if Canseco made the opening day roster, so he went from double-A at the end of one season to the beginning of the next. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's not impossible, but uh, it's certainly a rarity. Also, what are you trying to say about our our guys and Jose Canseco? Because you got to be careful and you cautious. you got to be careful. He follows me, by the way, Jose Canseco. Does he really? He probably follows you, too. He's not one of the... He's one of those people that have you know, 40,000 folks he's following. I'm, bl I'm blessed to be lumped in with that group somewhere <laughs> down the line. I do like that. I did not see Dinger's parents at all. I didn't see them either. Yeah. And they're like a presence, you know, I don't know that they even have names scary looking. yet. Yeah. Yes. I, the dad, I like the dad. He's got some cool suspenders. You know why his mustache is a little much for me. It's it's kind of a Helton stash in a sense. <laughs> I think he might have been modeled after it, Papa it's Helton. Something. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, we didn't see Dinger's parents. Um, any other comments that we haven't gotten to? I think that's 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 it right there. The mascot for the mammoth fell on his face. Wooly. Oh no. Rapid Man is just scary. Yeah, Rapid Man is really scary. I don't I don't think I, I like him. I don't think I vibe with him. I kind of don't like him at all which makes me <laughs> which makes me actually in turn like him because he's like kind of bad he um, which makes has, him good he has evoked so many feelings in you yeah and i think that's the thing with the abs guys like they know they're like oh he's so bad he's good and i don't know if that's that's true, probably true for some people with dinger we're like oh he's so bad he's good he's just a regular mascot and that's great by me like i'm <laughs> i like mascots I'm, I'm cool with them they are fine uh, what do you get a dinosaur? Here's the real question when it comes to birthdays and, and celebrations for Dinger Day. What do you get a dinosaur that has nothing? You know, like what? Hmm. <laughs> Who's to say that he has nothing? Not he everything. Has, I think he has everything. Not everything. It has nothing. Well, I don't think you get him anything that uh, you light <laughs> on fire because that might remind him of the meteor. Oh, you don't get him any petroleum products because it's literally made out of his dead family. I took it to a dark place. Wait, he, I thought he was created in a lab. Dinger? Yeah. Dinger wasn't created in a lab. Dinger so, was hatched so, at the ballpark. Exactly. So what, his egg was just lying around yeah. for his egg was, millenniums? His egg was just like underground. Millions of years? And then when they dug him up, he hatched. He was not created at a lab. It's not a Jurassic Park situation. But how did how did the egg stay? So he was basically he was just, he, it just in he utero was for two billion years or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Good Lord. That's the lore. So technically, did they have a C-section when? Okay, this it's an egg. So took it to a weird it's space. Just, it's just a hatching. It says hatch anniversary. That's true. That it, that that would be a hatch anniversary. It's a hatch anniversary. He wasn't born. That. He was hatched. Well, you know what? <laughs> uh, tip your hatch back and have some Breck Brew, Avalanche Ale, and maybe you can bring the Avs some good mojo there. Why hasn't anyone brought me a Breck Brew on set yet? This Came is Max actually isn't here, that's why. kind of insane that no one has brought me a Breck Brew on a Sunday show. I could go for an Athletic Greens. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I'm not going to pass one up. What other sponsor can we kind of... I wish we had it on tap at the bar because that would be such a power move. But what yeah, let's it, talk about Breck. Wait, what if it was on set? What if we had Avalanche Ale on set so you could just mm. immediately... Have that classic American amber that blends pale chocolate and caramel malts in a well-rounded, flavorful Harold Castro-esque beer. Like, that would be amazing to have that on set. That would be. 
They had those little mini Christmas kegs. I don't know if oh, anybody tapped that. those. You can. You can tap a, yeah. a, a mini keg. We need one. We need one for the abs. All right. Someone, anyone who's listening to us, any of our bosses, please get us this. <laughs> and it could look like a true like barrel keg, like the one that Bernie has on him, you know, the oh. abs mascot. I mean, again, all of these tie-ins are just yeah. waiting to happen, but... We've got the Breck Brew on tap here. If you can't get your tickets on game time to go to Ball Arena, you can come to the next best thing right here at Baby Ball. At Baby Ball. I will say, can confirm, all of these watch parties have been so much fun. Yeah. And you know what? If you can't make it out to the bar, because maybe you're not even in the Rocky Mountain region, you can go to the Breck Brew locator at breckbrew.com to find out where you can get it near you. And you know what? You have your own little micro ball. That's it. A micro ball. You have one single micro ball for yourself because that's where you're having a good time. It's fantastic. And of course, Shady Rays. Look, it was bright out there today. Oh my gosh, I have my Shady Rays in my bag. All the way over there. there. It's next to your beer too, I think. I still have them. No one has brought me a beer. I will just make that very clear. (laughs) That I still don't have one. (laughs) Alyssa, she's not hinting at you. You're producing. Don't worry. She's she going can't. to con- she's going to continue with the bit, but just know it is a bit. You you, you should not go anywhere. No, no, no it's not. Uh, no, no, it's not a bit. Well, I'm dead serious, but I'm not. I'm not oh, implying yes, yeah. that Alyssa yeah, there, should go get me a beer correct. when she's also doing her job. Right, we got we. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh, but what's not a bit is the lost and broken replacement from Shady Rays yes. because if you happen to lose your glasses, I have benefited from this. Oh my god, I hadn't even I didn't even know. Or if you eventually <laughs> sit on them and break them. I've, I've never broken a pair of glasses. I don't think I have either. I'm not a glasses breaker. I think but, I've broken one pair of glasses in my entire 30-plus um, year tenure of wearing glasses. Mm-hmm. You could scratch them up pretty badly, though. Like, that's an easy thing you know, that can happen. True. That's and true. also, there's just some people that have that luck where maybe just take better care of your glasses when, when they're not lost. But if they're not lost, you take good care of them so they're not broken. Like, okay, good, you have that kind of luck. But if you don't, boom, the ro- broken replacements are the way to go. And also, too, the nice thing with Shady Rays is if you get your glasses and ultimately it's just maybe not what you wanted or you change your mind, send them back. You have within 30 days and it's completely free. You don't have to worry about that. You get your money back. It's amazing. It's for our listeners. Check out the best deal of the year. Buy one, get one free. Seriously, you can go to ShadyRays.com for that and use promo code DNVR or visit them in-store at the Park Meadows Mall for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized shades. Uh, Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people, all of whom (laughs) are in our chat right now, I think. (laughs) We just got our monitor back on and I'm like really excited about it. Very, very excited. Thank you, Alyssa. Are we playing the gossip or are we saving it? Um, uh, we can play some gossip. I just have a few pieces of gossip. You do? Yeah, okay. Yeah, uh, nothing too crazy. Let's actually talk about, let's let's bring this back because you know what? We didn't get a chance to do it all off season because no one did anything bad. No one did anything good either. The Blaze Street right. Bombers. Yes. We talk about the dudes who were just crushing it over at Coors and we ranked them in a list. We've got For them. you. Officially. Uh, number five on the Blaze Street Bombers. The Basically the best of April. The first month. Well, we'll include March. But that being said, that was- Chris Bryant still didn't do enough in the three homer, seven RBI game to start the season to find his way mm-hmm. on this list. Uh, unfortunately. But number five on our list, of course, is everyone's favorite. Former third baseman, former second baseman. 
former third baseman, former second baseman, current third baseman, Ryan McMahon. Ryan McMahon. Ryan McMahon has given us so many McDoubles. Ooh, he has. You know? There were there were two today, which was nice to see. Mm-hmm. He almost had a triple last night, but Elias Diaz was batting third in the lineup ahead of him, so it slowed him down. You know how Corbin Carroll nearly ran by? Mm-hmm. Uh, it might have been Perdomo in front of him. We kind of had that, but McMahon's like, nah, I'm just going to kind of chill at second base. Elias Diaz, too, fun fact. Only the third catcher to ever bat third in a Rockies lineup. I was going to say, did you talk to Buddy about moving him all the way up from sixth in the lineup to third in the lineup? Just for just for a good tweet, just for my stats. I did not. He he did that completely of his own volition. After today, Ryan McMahon only batting 230, but five home, uh, excuse me, four homers, so second on the team, 14 RBI, second on the team, has a stolen base as well. And again, the defense has been really solid. So he's number five, fifth best this month. Number four for the Colorado Rockies on the Blaze Street Bombers. KB23, Chris Bryant. All right. He might not be hitting home runs, but he is leading the team in batting average. Batting, uh, or rather, he's second. 297, doing really well. OPS is getting up there, so he's got his uh, share of extra base hits. Mm-hmm. Uh, has the three homers, eight RBI, drawing walks, and you know being consistent at the top of the lineup. He started off a lot hotter. I think he's cooled down just a little bit over the last week, mm-hmm. but still, he's... He's like do, he, he guaranteed to get a hit every single game. It feels like, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Absolutely. He's not does. hitting. He's due. He's due. Number three, Blaze Street Bombers, Mister Denver himself, Mister Thomas Jefferson, aka Thomas Jefferson. No, it's the Kyle uh, Freeland. Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland. That good guy. Good for Colorado. Good for baseball. Good for America. His ERA right now is kind of close to what Ryan Feltner's is. You can make the case that Ryan Feltner deserves an honorable mention. There you go. He just got one along with. Jerkson Profar's glove. That's for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, he definitely earns that. Bretton Doyle's legs. All of those honorable Speedy mentions. Speedy leg boy. But Freeland, uh, the first two starts were so amazing. Mm-hmm. The third start, bad. I can give him a break from that. And then the last two were just good. I mean, that's almost like what you need consistently. Six innings, mm-hmm. three earned runs. So uh, he's been fine. He's And again, he's held the fort down for that starting rotation. Think about some of the struggles Feltner's had. Yeah. Think about the struggles that... Austin Gomber's had in a major way. Jose Reina, not even here anymore. Herman Marquez, fingers crossed. You know, he could be out. He's going to be resting for about six weeks. We don't know what's going to happen with him yet. We don't so know yet. So for everything that Kyle Freeland has done for this rotation, he deserves to be number three on our list. And, you know, I will mention, I definitely saw him leaving the clubhouse today in an abs jersey. He did. He had his Kale McCarr, right? He had his Kale McCarr. He had the Kale McCarr. Yes. He, uh, he's, been, he's been the liaison for Mike Moustakis who's gotten into the Avs. Yeah. Uh, I think we mentioned this before on the show. First time in his 13-year career, he's in a city that actually has an NHL team. Right? That is so weird. Kansas City? Nope. Yeah. They had the Kansas City Scouts, which coincidentally later became the Colorado Rockies and then became the New Jersey Devils. Reverse Patrick Lyons, right? Colorado, then New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> he was in Milwaukee. They had uh, an AHL team and... Uh, you know, they still have a minor, really good minor league team there, but Milwaukee's never had an NHL team. Mm-hmm. Cincinnati had the Stingers. Uh, young Mark Messier played with them uh, at 18 years old. They were a WHA team, which was kind of the, the NHL equivalent of what the ABA was to the uh, NBA. And so they merged together. Some of the teams stuck around, but the Cincinnati Stingers did not. Mm-hmm. So no NHL hockey in Cincinnati either. Now Moustakis is all in. On the abs. And I'm sure it helps that his nickname is also the nickname 
of a player on the Avs team. I would say that would be amazing fodder for an article. Um, I mean, it is, but I should say uh, someone's already written. It's me. That is out. Available for you today. TheDeanVR.com. Today it came out? Check out. Came out this morning. It That's dropped it. this morning? It dropped this morning. Let's freaking go. Caught up with Moustakis. And the dude came from L.A. And you go... Wait, how, how does he even know about hockey from L.A.? Again, check out the article. Check out the references to Wayne Gretzky, et cetera, okay. over on the DNVR.com. It's unlocked, so I will you can say, get that. like, Mike Moustakis is one of my favorite dudes to talk to in that clubhouse. He's, he's bringing good vibes. He's such a personality. Um, he just, he has fun. Yeah. And I think it's contagious to the people around him, too. Yeah, he's been uh, he's been a leader, uh, I think, in the clubhouse just with his actions and uh, he's being been a, a great like presence. He's been. He's I'm been really a big good. fan of Mike Moustakis just being around. He's been great. Yeah. Number what two, are we talking about? We're doing Bombers. Blake Street Bombers. Yeah. <laughs> the Bullpen Boys. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's the latest dance group. No, not quite. But Jake Bird, <laughs> Brent Suter, Justin Lawrence, Brad Hand. I did the math, wrote it down somewhere. 245 ERA, I think, combined. It might even be less than that with all those guys. And again, that's Jake Bird having given up nine earned runs. The other guys. Two earned runs, three earned runs uh, in all of their stints. So those guys are just shutting it down in a major way. Uh, bullpen boys, those four in particular. And other guys, they've, they've had their moments too. Uh, but again, Brent Suter, Justin Lawrence, Brad Hand, and now Jake Bird holding the fort down in a huge way. We love to see these guys stepping up when, when we need them. Yeah. And finally, number one, Mr. Ilias Diaz, we said it before, batting third as a catcher for the Rockies, unheard of. Michael McHenry in 2010, Jordan Pacheco twice in 2012, the 98 loss season. That was in September. Mm -hmm. This is early on in the season. He's and, been, he, the bat's been hot. Yeah, the he deserves it. He deserves he it. He does, he does. Was, we, I love seeing this from Diaz. He was great at the plate today. He's hitting 321, leads the team in OPS, two homers, 11 RBI. Doing his best with this pitching staff, too. It's been rough. Like, yeah. I, I think it could definitely be a lot worse with somebody else, you know, uh, at the helm or behind the dish, so to speak. So uh, that's great to see him there at number one for the Blaze Street Bombers. Who what is going to make that list. list? What a great list. What about next month's list? Who do you think? This, who do, this uh, is where we put a okay, pin in okay. it. Because if you recall, if you recall, Susie. I don't often recall Last <laughs> April, we did this exact thing, Susie. And I said... Well, who's going to be on the list in May? And what oh, did you say? I recall. I said Brendan Rogers. You said Brendan Rogers. After his uh, horrible April. And it was so rough right. to see. And I was right. You were okay, right. So I really need to think on this. I need to pry on this. I need to think about, like, who who am I going to call for next who's month? Who's going to have a huge month of May? So if you go with the same theory, it's got to be someone who's due, right? Mm -hmm. And honestly, you know, again, when you are... 9 and 20 that the Rockies are right now. I mean, you look at this list. Elias Diaz is the one true guy that you go, he would be maybe on any top five list for any team across baseball. Everyone else, eh, maybe not as much. So mm -hmm. there's still plenty of room for Ryan McMahon to have a big month and Chris Bryant and the bullpen boys mm -hmm. and and uh, pretty much everyone and is pretty fair much everyone. game. Everyone is fair Everyone's game fair to game. have a real, a real kind big of. May. So who's it going to be? Who am I going to pick? Okay. You know what? I'm gonna say Rymac. Okay. I think I would I wanna see Rymac popping off for the month of May. I wanna wow. see him at the top of the list. That would be great because his numbers are already really solid right now. With a big month of May, we know what June brings. 
all-star conversation. Mm -hmm. Could this finally be the first year Ryan McMahon is an all-star? I think mm. pretty much anyone who covers the Rockies for the last three years have said, this is the year Ryan McMahon becomes an all-star. Every year. 2020, we all get a break. <laughs> there was no all-star game. Then 2021... This is the year, All Star 2022. Like, this is now. Now maybe he ha maybe he does it. Now that he's gotten the Susie Hunter bump. He's maybe he'll get the Susie Hunter bump. I will say, I feel like it's like every year when you go into high school, you're like, ah, junior year. It's gonna be my year. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's what this is like. Month of McMahon. McMay. Are we Ooh. due for a McMay? Is it? It's gonna be McMay. It's gonna be May. I think so. <laughs> If you got some gossip, what's the word on the street? You want some streets? gossip? I'll give you some gossip. You've gossip about humidors? <laughs> no, I don't have something about humidors. I could have sworn that the reason there was all those home runs was because they just didn't have a humidor. It's all—it's a mega I mean, course, though. They're a mile and a half high. So does the humidor need to be at sea level cranked no, no, up? No, no, I'm just Or do they need like, to have it at 8,000 feet? I think they need to just, <laughs> maybe they need to crank up the humidor a little bit. I heard it was, Susan Slusser said it was on S for sea level. And so it was just not, <laughs> it was not good. But the humidor, because if you see all those home runs in the Mexican Mexico series, that was proof of the importance of the humidor mm -hmm. at altitude. Because, hey, if there was no humidor at Coors Field, who knows how many home runs Chris Bryant would have hit at Coors I Field by now. I think we should turn. I'm going to, next time I'm in the park, maybe I'll just go and unplug the humidor. Could Because <laughs> that's could do something that. you can do. We do walk by it every day. We do. All right. You know what? Let's talk about the Mexico series and some gossip that I heard from from it. Uh oh. Did you hear that Gabe Kapler got lost in Mexico and was found wandering the highways? Are we sure it was he wasn't trying to meet up with somebody <laughs> using a? I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm leave it at that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He did that. Wait. Did you say uh, Gabriel or Gabe? Gabriel Kapler. Oh, if you're saying it's Gabriel. Gabriel Kapler got lost in Mexico and was found wandering the highways. Is this true or is this not true? This is not true. Well, it's true that he used that as his story, his, his alibi, <laughs> but he was doing something else, Susie. Susie. Susie, he was doing something else, Susie. Susie. I mean, he said he was getting tacos and he has pictures of the tacos. But anyway, it's uh, kind of true. <laughs> it's kind of true. Okay. So yeah, uh, per Alex uh, Pavlicic uh, of NBC Sports out in um, San Francisco, Gabe Kapler went out to get tacos Ooh. and then tried to take the subway to get to the ballpark, but the subway stopped early and everyone got off and had to board a bus and the bus got stuck in traffic. So he what? was, so then he was so frustrated about the traffic and was getting kind of nervous. So he got off the bus on the highway and walked to the stadium from the bus. So is this like a public transportation bus? Yeah. Or did he just like see a school bus and was like, I need a safe place. I'm jumping <laughs> on with these kids. Hopefully they'll take me to the no, stadium. I'm under the impression that it was a public transportation bus. Uh, but yeah, wow. he was the last member of the Giants to get to the ballpark. Uh, and Gabriel said, quote, I had enough Spanish and enough Google Translate to ask the bus driver to be gracious and let me off on a highway where a highway where I walked across several lanes and then ended up walking back to the ballpark. Frogger? Fro yeah. He froggered his way back Frogger in a Kapler. city that he doesn't know the in a foreign city he doesn't know the language. Mm -hmm. He's just off on his own getting tacos. <laughs> Gabriel, 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 look at me, Gabriel. Gabriel, look. 
as the only active manager and probably only manager ever up to this date, though I can't confirm if Connie Mac did have one of these, but as the only active manager with a hand tattoo, come on, come on. Did, did Connie Mac have a hand tattoo? Uh, probably not. I think he's still the only one. What be. year? What year? You're good with predictions. What year do we see the second manager who has a hand tattoo? 2025. Oh, wow. Two years? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. What, 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 I wonder what it would take for Bud Black to get a hand tattoo. Oof. I don't What I would don't he know. have to be commemorating, or what bet would he have had to lose for him to get a hand He's tattoo? He's too smart and too classy to get a hand he tattoo. Would never, he would never get a tattoo on his hand. I don't know. I just, he just wouldn't. No. I don't think so. He wouldn't. He's more of a more of a teardrop oh guy. <laughs> graphics again. All of these, you know, random graphics people. You've got a lot of work. You can get a lot of likes and retweets from us over at DNVR underscore Rockies. Don't close out the show yet. <laughs> no, I was literally just saying at DNVR underscore relax, Rockies. Relax, relax. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, oh, okay, Patrick. Did you hear? Half of the Dodgers are on the paternity list, and it's exactly nine months after the All-Star break where the Dodgers also played host to the All-Star game. Yes, I did hear this. You know how I heard it? Because I listened to the Susie Show on Friday. You listened to the Susie Show on Friday. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan big of the Friday fan. Susie Show. Yes, that is so weird. I wouldn't. My brain wouldn't have like thought of that, I think, necessarily, but I love that. That makes a lot of sense. The All-Star you know, game. It was in L.A. Half, half is an exaggeration. Five guys from the uh, Dodgers 2022 team. And there's a couple guys in like on, in other markets, too. D there's just two other players that I could find on the paternity list uh, at the same time. So do you now there's a really great account on Twitter. It's called at MLB paternity list. Do you follow that? <laughs> Wait, no. No, there's not. <laughs> but that's another one you need to start. What was the other one? There was one. MLB astrology is the one oh, that I yeah. actually did start, did? but I've never... Let's I've go. never used it though. All right, you're just squatting. I'm, on it? I'm squatting right now. All right, reach out have to a Susie. Remarkable amount of rights. Reach out to Susie at the Don't Susie the Hunter on all platforms to get at MLB Astrology. Stop closing no, the again, show right I'm now. Not. That was a false. That was a false finish. <laughs> as a wrestling term, that was a false finish. But all right, so MLB paternity list yes, is the other one. That's the next you're not going to start that. You're going to squat on that, or I'm no? Gonna, I'm going to squat on it. Yeah, yeah I'm a hoarder. Me like the Rockies, I have hoarder energy. Let's go. Um, I have one more piece of gossip. Uh, did you hear that a member of the Rockies press got fired for telling Patrick Lyons he looks like Forrest Gump? <laughs> well, today you picked a good day because when I picked out this hat from Pins and Aces, I was getting definite Forrest Gump vibes. Yeah, um, and that's your vibe. Got fired? I did hear that somebody is is <laughs> going to another market. So they are no longer going to be working covering the Colorado Rockies. No one got fired. So no, okay. No one got fired. Someone else, a, a different reporter of note outside of our market got fired for oh. saying some pretty rough things to a colleague. A but we wouldn't do that here in Colorado. Right. Someone called me FG, Forrest Gump. You're, that one was FC, and that's not good. <laughs> you went you and FG. You didn't go FC. FG is okay. FC's not okay. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> FG. is okay. Forrest Gump. I can even say FG. I can even say FG. You are just towing the line right now. But you can't say FC. Well, anyway, say the Rockies play again on Tuesday, so I guess we can say, well, I'll see you next Tuesday. Uh, I, well, we won't. No, we won't. 
So <laughs> we don't have a show on. What Tuesday. does that mean? Yes. No, we've got a big show with Adam, Kate, and Holland. I'm so jealous that it's a show that I'm not going to be there for. I'm a big fan. Jump in the chat or or swing by. Maybe it's your I'll off swing day. By. You like not taking. You like I'd not never... taking a day off on your off days. So. You're welcome on set. I might, um, I might swing by. Yeah, he's got uh, he's got some shows coming up all this week. Big one on Comedy Works that we'll talk about. He's throwing out a first pitch at the Rockies game, so he's got a lot in common has with he Russell done that Wilson. Before? He has. Okay, okay. He has. So Good. has a little connection with the team. Uh, might be a little bit frustrated. So we'll see his comedic takes. I'll pepper some questions oh, at him. I can't and, wait to hear what he has to say. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna set him up in a real like really cheesy ways, and I. I He'll probably just swat it to the side, but oh it'll gosh, be a cool a, conversation. Denver's got an amazing comedy scene. Yes. You might not know about it, so I really need elaborate. to talk to him. I have a story that I need to tell him about his book. Oh, I have yeah. his book, and I just there's a story that I really need to tell him. It's going to be like actually kind of depressing. <laughs> I don't even know why I brought this up on the show. Too Where's late. my beer? Too late. No one got me a beer. No one likes me. No one loves me. No one cares about me. Beer here. We can get your book signed. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. You can, you <laughs> can do that. Um, none of you else can because we're, we're just doing this in studio tomorrow at 1 p.m. It's an off day, but you know what? We don't, we don't take off days. We don't do that. We there's, don't do vowels. We don't do off days. There's no such thing as an off day. No. Between March and October. That's it. It's the May 1st. It's going to be May tomorrow. And it's going to be a fun gonna show with Adam, Kate, and Holland. Uh, at DNVR underscore Rockies is where we're at on Twitter. At Patrick D. Lyons is where I can be found. You can find me at the Susie Hunter on all platforms. Susie, this has been momentous. This yes. has been baseball. This has been a podcast. <laughs> and you know what they say about those three things? What do they say? Your baseball podcast momentum is only as good as your next baseball podcast. So we'll see you tomorrow at 1 p.m.